This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia. 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. I'm Jane Klein and Barry Warwick with us today. Hello, Barry. Hi, Jane. How are you? And looking forward to hearing about today's travel things. There's well, a bit of uncertainty in the world today. Yes, we've... we've really got a little bit of a mixed bag today and um, you know we've had the volcanic ash and we still get the volcanic ash and they assure us that that could be with us for another two years so um, that's interesting but I guess the main or the most important and a little bit closer to home is the fact that um, the trouble in Bangkok and it's been such a lovely destination and the Thai people are always lovely and friendly uh, and it's really sad to to see what has happened there and the, the Australian Department of Foreign Affairs or DFAT as it's known uh, have now upped the warnings to Bangkok and they've put it at do not travel so uh, that's about as high as you can go. So that's for travel within Thailand? No, that's travel to Bangkok. There's a few um, few provinces that are also affected, Yala, Patani, uh, Narathawat and Songla. But um, the airport is doesn't fall into that, the international airport. So people that are actually connecting through at this stage um, are, are fine. You know, they um, there's there's no warnings about that. So if you're flying from Bangkok to some other destination, yeah. so yeah, if you were going Sydney Bangkok and then connecting on Bangkok onto Europe, that at this stage is fine. So it's but it's something that you just need to really check with your agent and um, look. Every airline's got different cancellation penalties, and they're coming through. They'll say, um, for example, travel is safe uh, can be cancelled up until the 24th without penalty. That's, but that's only to Bangkok. Those people that are flying direct into Phuket or some of the other destinations in uh, Thailand, full cancellation penalties apply. So it's really important to just check with your agent to find out where you actually stand with that. Mm. And DFAT warnings are on the web as well, aren't they? They are. You can go into the uh, DFAT site um, and just check out, see the warnings. Um, and they give it to a whole range of destinations. So irrespective of whether there is trouble there or not, it's important to check those DFAT warnings so that at least you're aware of what should or shouldn't happen. And you can actually register with DFAT as well. Okay. So... When, when would you want to do that? Uh, you should do that just before you travel, um, just so that they have an idea if something breaks out or then they have an idea of where people are and whether they need to do anything to assist you. Mm. So it's an important site, and as I said, you can. it's, it's a good idea to register. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah. Now, Look, within our own country? Yes, I thought we'd move to safer destinations at this stage. And um, look, this is just something that I came across. Um, uh, it's The Garn has got this really nice tour, and there are savings on it at the moment, which will allow you to enjoy the wonder of Lake Eyre. So it's Filling just up. something mm-hmm. a little bit different. Uh, you can fly up to Darwin, have a little bit of time around Darwin, uh, before you join the Garn, and then you can go from um, there through to uh, Alice Springs. You do have a little bit of time to check out the uh, 
Catherine Gorge. Uh, it's only four hours in Catherine, so it's not a long stop. And then you have time at additional cost. You can have a little bit of a look around Alice Springs. Again, it's a whistle-stop tour. And then you can go on to Cooper Pedy. Now, in Cooper Pedy, you actually um, get off the gun and you stay three nights in Cooper Pedy. Underground, so, I suppose. Underground, yeah. You stop at the underground, the Desert Cave uh, Hotel, and um, you also then have the opportunity to take a scenic flight over Lake Eyre. And see and, it with water in it. And see it with water, that's right. So... It's a great tour. It's about three hours that uh, you can go away uh, on the flight. Uh, you, you go to the pristine breakaway country before tracking onto uh, Lake Eyre, and then you can marvel at the expanse of water there, and then um, you can come back via one of the world's uh, largest cattle station. So. It's just got a little bit of everything. And also you stop in the smallest, one of the smallest towns or the smallest town in Australia as well. So, you know, just a, a little bit of seeing that outback uh, country. It's a wonderful country and it's great to have the opportunity to explore it. That's right. And look, Lake Air being filled is usually a once in a 10 year opportunity and you should make the most of it while you, um, while it's happening now. Travel is the subject, thanks to our sponsor, Travel World on King, on 2 and URFM 103.7. Barry Warwick, let's turn to the sea. Yeah, cruising. Look, cruising is a really interesting way to enjoy a holiday. And the ships are getting bigger and better. And there's a whole range. You've got the bigger and better ships, you've got the smaller ships. But I thought that we'd just um, have a little bit of a, a chat about two different cruise lines today. One's... Um, the Royal Caribbean, which uh, has recently launched the Oasis of the Seas, and that has a guest capacity of 5,400 people, or 2,700 like cabins. Can you imagine the size? 16 mm-hmm. stories in height. It's hard uh, to fathom. <laughs> yeah, draft 30 metres uh, into the sea. So that just, it's, it's, it's fairly mind-boggling as to what is out there. And Look, they have all these entertainment things. You've got the uh, rock climbing walls. You've got uh, wave pools where you can actually surf on the the wave. uh, There's entertainment for the children. There's entertainment for the youth. uh, And they have special, obviously, entertainment going on that suits a lot of different needs. Some of them even have circuses on these days. Um, I bet uh, they don't have elephants. <laughs> no, <Although> well, <laughs> there'd be room. <laughs> there would be room, yeah. But look, their their opposition Norwegian cruise line has actually uh, launched a ship just, or is is um, has launched a ship recently that is also really large, and. Um, while it doesn't come into the same size, mega size that the Oasis of the Seas is, this one has something that's a little bit different about it. It has 128 single supplement free cabins. So um, they're all on the inside, but you can now buy a cabin just for a single rather than before if you were travelling by yourself, you would have had to purchase 
or pay t- virtually two fares. It was just under, but virtually two fares. Now you're just paying the one. And these um, these cabins, while they're smaller, they do have a large size bed. Um, they're about a hundred square feet, and they have their own lounge area that only people from these cabins uh, can go to. So it's their free space. So it gives you the opportunity to meet other people. Other singles. Yeah, because these ships are so big that while you think, oh, 5,000 people on a ship, you know, you'll be running into people all the time, you would be surprised at, at just how little of the people that you actually Get you to actually see. see. Yeah. Mm, so that's something new. Um, is it a trend, do you think, that there are more companies and more well, facilities being I, provided? I think each one is trying to outdo the other and provide something that is a little bit unique in the marketplace. Look, this one also has on it a ice bar. It, there's only 14 ice bars in the world and it's... Uh, ice bar is a bar made of ice where you buy your drinks over ice. Exactly. And your, he, your seats are ice, your, the bar itself is made of ice, all the furnishings and fitting are ice. And um, it was inspired by the original ice hotels in Scandinavia and the walls, the tables, the stools. In fact, it's so cold inside the ice bar, visitors have to wear special fur clothing. clothing. Yeah, do they provide that warm. for you? Well, I assume that they do. They, I, I haven't checked that out, but I assume that they would provide that as you come in. So it's just something, again, something a little bit different. It certainly um, is. <laughs> uh, with this one, they're also they've changed the entertainment. Now, normally uh, you, you have your Broadway shows on a lot of the cruise lines. This one's got a lot of sort of trendy little bars around the ship uh, where there are different entertainments happening. So you can just wander in and out of whatever sort of entertainment. They also have on on these particular ships free dining. So there's no set meal time. So on a number of ships, you've got your first and second city. This one, you just rock up when you feel like it, go to the restaurant that you feel like going to. It is a fair size ship. Uh, specifications are that it will carry 4,200 guests, so a little bit smaller than the, the Oasis of the Seas, but that's the Epic by uh, NCL. Mm, couple of choices. Now, we're probably not going to see these vessels in Australia for a while because our ports just can't handle ships that size uh, at the present time, but hopefully uh, the trend is to, to get these bigger ships, and cruising certainly is picking up. I mean, Newcastle's got the cruises in October, and they've got more scheduled for February. So, you know, cruising's starting to be in a lot of places where previously there were no cruise ships. And that's Talking Travel for today. Thank you, Barry Warwick. Yep. Thanks, Jane. We'll be back next week, next Friday, after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM 103.7.